Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. Morning shot. Welcome to Morning Shot. It's Ryan Audrey with you. Today we are talking about a topic that's close to heart for many middle managers. Research has it that many middle managers are miserable and a good number of them end up leaving their jobs. Audrey, have you any recollections of your interactions with middle managers in your past jobs? How were they like? Yeah, you know, I've been really lucky. I've generally really liked my middle managers. They're all consistently very hard workers. But I've seen the stress up close, right? A lot of them come and go uh, because of lack of empowerment and the bottom up, top down pressure is a lot to handle. And in case you haven't caught up with the Straits Times opinion piece, it's called Solving the Mystery of the Miserable Middle Management. It described middle managers as the, quote, meat in the middle of a sandwich, smacked in the middle, having to meet the expectations of the top as well as bottom. And for more on that, we're joined by the author of of the opinion piece, Yo Tren Tren. She's the founder of Ace Sense Agile Leadership, and she's also the author of the book called Leaders People Love. Tren Tren, welcome to the Breakfast Show. Thanks for joining us this morning. Hi, morning, Audrey and Ryan. Very nice to be here. It's so great to have you on. So let's jump right in with some data we gathered, okay? So ahead of our interview today, we actually did a quick poll over social media to find out which factors make our listeners who are middle managers most unhappy at work. So these are the options we gave them. Demanding bosses, entitled subordinates, lack of training for professional growth, and poor welfare benefits. All right. So my husband, actually, who has held middle management roles in the past, he took the poll and he actually said if there's an option for all of the above, he would have chosen that. But he went with option A, demanding bosses, which was the number one answer, making up almost half of our answers. So let's start off with that big question. Does that result surprise you? And why are these factors playing such a big part in pushing middle managers into that valley of despair, as you described in your opinion piece? So it's not surprising because in my coaching work, a lot of the coaches that work with, they are middle managers. And most of the time, they have problems with stakeholder management, meaning they can't manage up. So it all depends on the culture. Does the culture allow the middle managers and the subordinates to fail? I mean, we already know that all workplaces are being disrupted a lot more compared to the past, right? So when we have to try new ways of working, innovate all the time, but yet we are not allowed to fail. And then what do we receive from our bosses? We get questions like, why can't you get this right? Mm. Uh, we get demands, push down, push down the entire line. And that results in a lot of pressure. That's why in the opinion piece, I talked about middle managers as the meat, right? We are being squashed in the middle. So mm. it's, it's really very miserable and a lot of stress. You can go to your bosses with uh, problems, but you will get questions like, oh, don't, don't come to me with problems. I hire you to solve the issue. Uh, just come to me with solutions. So there's a lack of empathy in the system, lack of understanding of the difficulties that people on the ground are facing. Yeah, lots of pressure that middle managers are facing. So I'm just wondering in terms of qualities or traits that they need, what is going to be important? How much can be learned and what's going to be so-called innate qualities? 
So, okay, generally, we what we need to acknowledge is right now what is needed for people to lead is very different from their boss's time. Like, if you look at the demographics of our workforce, a lot more diverse, and especially with the Gen Zs coming into the picture, they are a lot more vocal. And in a way, if you want to say, you know, it's demanding on the kind of work experience that they want as they enter the workforce. So we need very different skills. If I talk about just top two skills, Number one, you need to have very good listening skills. You need to show that you empathize with the challenges people are facing on the ground. You need to show that you are listening and understanding what makes each generation of the workforce tick. The second skill that's very needed, storytelling. Storytelling not because you are trying to blast them with some high and mighty stories. No, when I say storytelling, it's really for leaders. How do you break down complex information into very simple terms? How do you be super clear in your communication? We know that a lot of uh, people in the workforce now, they are sitting in meetings back to back. So they end up only doing their work after work hours, which is not good. And it all boils down to their communication skills. That's why storytelling is so important. But if you talk about whether the skills can be learned, I feel generally if you are open, you are able to learn. Well, um, you definitely speak from personal experience here, Chen Chen. So we wanted to hear an experience of yours which left a deep impression on you, either of yourself as a middle manager or when you had to deal with a middle manager. And through that experience, what was lacking in your opinion? Yeah, so I draw from a experience very early in my career. In the first five years of my career, I reported to the same manager. Five years after, then I reported to somebody else. When I look back my experience, what I learned in six months under the second manager was much more than what I learned in the five years under the first manager. So what was the difference? The difference is the first manager, we only talk about work. Even our performance appraiser, our developmental talks were non-existent. We never talked about what I found a lot of interest, I had a lot of passion in, what I did well, nothing. It was all, all about, have you done this piece? Great, it's done. And that's it, you don't get any feedback at all. Whereas with the second manager, there were many great questions asked that challenged the way I think at that time. And that's why I grew very quickly. And coming out together with my book, there was a survey that I ran as well. And personal growth ranks very high uh, in terms of what employees now want from the managers. So what was lacking then in the first manager was she did not ask coaching questions. I did not grow. So how that impacted me when I, I became a middle manager myself is to really do this uh, questioning. We, you really want to ask tough questions so that people can think better and do better. Because if you think about it, that is the ultimate mission of a middle manager to make everyone who report to you better. Chen Chen, it does sound like one manager took a bit more personal interest in your personal growth. And this is where it's interesting to dissect it a bit more because you have to strike this balance. How friendly is too friendly and how much of a personal space should you be giving your colleagues? Uh, because in some cases, you are close friends. So how do you balance that type of um, dynamic? I think a prior relationship can be your greatest advantage or disadvantage depending on how you see it. It all boils down to how much trust there was between the people. If it was an event where you were promoted to become uh, from former peers, now you're the boss. It becomes a very complex relationship. I don't think it's about friendly or not friendly. I think the most difficult part for middle management is holding people accountable and giving critical feedback. In fact, this is the most common coaching topic I get when my coaches come and work with me, holding people accountable and delivering critical feedback. 
the I think okay, the best thing is to leverage the prior relationship, right? Because that's where complexity is. And I draw from past past experience where there was one particular coachee who was very concerned because she was a former peer. And my advice is communicate directly. You know, we talk about this phrase, the elephant in the room. We want to talk about the elephant in the room. If you are the one who is being promoted and you found it very strange, I'm sure everyone around would also feel the same. So go and talk to them one-on-one and tell them okay, what you value from the past relationship and build a permission to do what task to hold people accountable and deliver the critical feedback because you need the support from your former peers to become a successful middle manager. Chen Chen, you mentioned that relationships need to be managed and expectations need to be managed as well, right? So one of the things that we hear a lot from middle managers that they have to deal with is being the conduit between top management and everyone else. And uh, most of the time, they themselves have worked through the bottom layers. So they understand the challenges perhaps better than the top leaders so they have a better grasp of what's realistic and what isn't what can these middle managers do to manage these expectations so earlier i spoke about talking about the elephant in the room we really need the middle managers to do that because no one else knows the pulse from the ground better than the middle managers because they're closest to the ground so leveraging direct communication how do you manage the expectations from the top. Now, from the poll you ran over the survey, we know that the bosses can appear very demanding. And that's because there's lack of empathy in the system, right? When middle managers go to them, their bosses might be dismissive about their concerns. So for middle managers, take this feedback and think about how you can position the reality on the ground without sounding like you're complaining. I think that's a key skill to learn because for the senior managers, they are also facing a lot of challenges and resistance and difficulties. And the last thing they need is for the middle managers to appear like they are the representative of people on the ground and complaining, you know. So what you said, Audrey, earlier was, was right. It is about being the conduit, being the bridge. So take a more constructive approach share what is happening on the ground and a possible way we can work forward. You know, between the middle managers and the senior managers, they need to work together so that they can overcome the challenges instead of just presenting the challenges on its own. Yeah, Chen Chen, you've laid out pretty well some of the obstacles and pressures that these middle managers are facing. So in terms of policies, what more can companies do to help these uh, middle managers deal with the pressure and stress? Of course, for middle managers themselves, what can they do to manage their own stress? So there was a survey done in 2021 in UK saying that one in four middle managers had never received management training ever. Well, so I know while in the poll, this wasn't the top uh, ranking item. Training, effective training itself is still very important because we have to recognize that what it takes to lead today is a lot higher than what it takes to lead in the past, right? Just because of the diversity in among the employees. So giving the middle managers the best chance to succeed, preparing them for success is so important. That includes giving them effective training. That includes equipping the senior managers with coaching skills. I spoke about it before because there's no better training than on the job itself. With every piece of uh, project or work that the middle manager does, uh, the reporting officer has the duty to debrief their learning. And that's the fastest way anyone can learn. 
Now, for the middle managers themselves, I feel this perspective is very important. Uh, I interview leaders in my podcast as well, and one of these episodes is coming out, and this is what my guest said. Now, we must take things into perspective. On the day you die, you will have a full box. So we have to take things into perspective. What is more important, your health, your mental health, or your work? Because look, there's always no lack of more work to be done. So there's one concept that I, I talk about a lot in my coaching work, which is healthy detachment. When we find everything too important, like when we find work too important, we cling on to it too much. We worry very much about how every piece of work reflects well or badly on ourselves. We become too attached. So for middle managers, take things into perspective. Uh, on a bigger picture, what is more important, your work or your health? So when we can calibrate that, then our anxiety will drop as well. Some great points that you made there, Chen Chen. But before we let you go, we have to talk about another elephant in the room, okay? So we see middle managers come and go due to stress, lack of support, training. So if companies lose all its middle managers and that pipeline of leaders is empty, what would happen to the longevity and succession plans of these firms? So John Maxwell, the, one of the world's leadership gurus, has this famous line, everything rises and falls on leadership. You have to have good managers at every level, not just at the senior level. Because from the Leaders People Love survey, we can tell the senior managers are very happy, but middle managers are not. Hmm. So then it goes back to the question, right? If those who can lead won't lead, we will end up promoting people who are not ready or are not suitable. And I'm sure for all listeners, you have all worked with a not-so-good middle manager. There is high impact on your well-being, on your results, on your personal growth. So the stakes are simply too high, right? So we have to then collectively do something together so that we get those who are able to lead instead of promoting someone who is not suitable. Absolutely. And with that, Chen Chen, thanks for sharing your experiences and for shedding light on the miserable middle management. Hopefully, we can have happier leaders in the workplace. Thanks for joining Breakfast. Thanks. Thank you, Audrey. Thank you, Lion. We've been speaking with Yo Chen Chen. She's the founder of Ace Sense Agile Leadership and also author of the book called Leaders People Love. Keep it here on Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A W E D I O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.